When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon. And this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. to another episode folks of Habs Nightly. Uh, Mason is still doing his finals week. Uh, if I if I could guess it, he's probably getting as bald as I am now. Uh, just stressing too much. But another treat for you guys, we have another guest lined up because I really don't want to talk to myself. <laughs> but uh, we're going to introduce Nick Berlansky. It's a friend of the friend of the show. He's never been on. We've been doing this for three years. We've never had this guy on yet. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure meeting this dude over the last three years. But Nick Berlansky, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good by you. Obviously, our paths have crossed on old versions of the after hours, but never on one of our, our shows specifically. So this is a nice first. Yeah, this is this is unreal. Uh, after hours is coming back. Like I just said uh, previously, before we started, you know, I just got into the new house and um, I was telling people in the Slack, you know, that. I was trying to do it for Fridays before because that's what worked with my wife because she has to she has work on Sunday. So a late night Saturday doesn't work when the computer room is also your bedroom. So now that I have my own home office, um, we're going to kick back back on Saturdays. Hopefully we get the uh, after hours started back up. We're going to have to bring on uh, celebrity guests like Tom, just have Tom come in and just get absolutely (laughs) drunk again. But, yeah, I don't think I mentioned it. Berlansky does the tip of the iceberg podcast, a Pittsburgh Penguins podcast, which is one of the best names from the original group. It's so original. The logo is sick as fuck, but you also have a new podcast out there too. It's called hockey hotbed now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Covering every team in the NHL, which is awesome. Cause I figured that was the route I was going to have to go, Mm -hmm. um, which kind of scared me. Uh, I don't know if you do it by yourself, but that that's a lot of commitment. Um, but taking on two podcasts, man, you are an absolute fucking treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And it it is an adjustment, uh, recording to yourself. Usually I have Horwat to look at Mm -hmm. and see his reactions, uh, for the tip of the (laughs) podcast, but now that it's, uh, 
just me, I have the, the ticker on uh, Audacity as I sit there and talk to myself and I look at the wall and there's no reaction. So it's uh, a hope, hoping that it's coming across well, but uh, it's, it's definitely an a, adjustment to be made. Yeah, but it leaves you it leaves you uh, open for a lot of awesome guests and a lot yeah. a lot more product. Like for us, you know, we went from an amazing season where this podcast, you know, like a uh, season ender, like our summer version did not exist because we went all the way to the finals. It was fun, but now uh, we have like nothing to talk about. That's fun. Yeah. It's all disgusting, injury prone, uh, rebuilds, all this, which is a lot better than just talking about the team sucking. Yeah. But at least, at least with hockey hotbed, you okay? Uh, you know, if Pittsburgh's not doing good, you have a plethora. You have thirty-one other teams to talk about, which is, I'm sure, you can find something good in that. But um, we're gonna try to keep it just to, to just to uh, Pittsburgh today, though, just because we got a game coming up. This is gonna be the Sunday episode. We're recording a little early on Friday, but um, I believe the Pens are playing on Tuesday. I just found this out. I mentioned it earlier, but uh, the Tuesday night guy, geez, the Tuesday night game is gonna be a Star Wars themed night. And if you're lucky enough to be at the game, they're giving away a sick. A Chewbacca furry koozie with the Pittsburgh Penguins logo on his um, bolt thrower uh, band. It, it's really neat looking. Um, I would definitely go to that game if I was capable <laughs> just, just to get that. I don't know if you're a big Star Wars nerd, Berlanski. We've had season one. Uh, we did a, we did like a three hour episode of just Star Wars lore that was put on the original Patreon. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but it was one of the funnest shows we've ever done. Uh, <laughs> but I don't but, know how I missed that. I, I I would have definitely listened to all three hours of that, but I don't know how I missed. That. What's What's funny is it was so it was so long ago. It was back mm-hmm. when I think Zoom had a limit on the amount of people you can have, which is still mm-hmm. there's a limit to it. But before it was like limit to four or something like that and now it's a lot bigger because of you know covid and stuff like that but i think yeah. like the slots were so so small that as soon as people were like yeah i'll do it it like sold out we'll say that it was sold out in like yeah. a second <laughs> so the slots are small but uh we should definitely do another one soon uh i think we did it yeah we did it to finalize the the second trilogy's movie and then we went along and ranked them, uh, all that good stuff and just a lot of trivia. I ended up talking D&D towards the end. It just was just a nerd a nerd off, and it was amazing. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Tuesday game's coming up. It'll be the third game, the final game against Pittsburgh this season. And uh, it's crazy to think that just because it's such a weird world now because of COVID, that the last time we even faced y'all was back in the bubble and our team was a completely different monster back then. I mean, someone like KK, who was like the only reason we got past y'all, we didn't even believe we were going to get past y'all. I think we won in five or whatever. But um, someone like KK, who's not even on this team anymore, is just kind of kind of crazy to us. But uh, I believe the first game, y'all skull dragged the shit out of us. Uh, I think it was a shutout during our mm-hmm. worst era. Um, I think the second game, we won like 6-3. I don't know how we pulled that one out the bag. But we ended up doing it. So it's a tied series right now. We're going in to the final game of the season for y'all with us. But um, 
I got an injured ass team. I just saw that uh, Jake Gensel was like y'all star of the week the previous week, and now he's injured as well. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what to look forward to. I still feel like you guys have the edge because <laughs> I mean I don't know how many injuries y'all have, but we're in like mm-hmm. we're getting close to double digits. We have the entire Laval Rockets roster playing <laughs> right now. Um, but I'm sure with Jake Gensel being y'all leader in points right now, that's going to be a devastating hit to lose. Uh, and I'm sure looking at Montreal on the schedule was probably like an easy, easy week or easy game, you know, easy two points. And it might not be um, the easiest anymore. I still think it's going to be relatively easy, but yeah. I don't know if it'll be as easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, with the Gensel thing, he was on a 13 game heater. 13 game point streak and he was wow. just scoring left and right and including the last two games played he had five goals in those two games and then oh you God. saw in Monday night's <laughs> game against the Kraken he blocks a shot with his hand stick goes flying he's starting to sh- shake his hand he goes off the ice but he came out for the third period and absolutely sniped Joey Decord so we're like all right all's well that ends well it seems like right. it's fine and then Wednesday he misses practice and Sullivan mm. comes out and says, you know, week to week with an upper body injury, which is like, shut up. We know exactly what it is. Yeah. He blew um, his hand off. Like. Yeah. He, ble- <laughs> he blocked a shot with his knuckles. That's not a good idea, but uh, no, it's just to have him out. And then also to add on to the fact that like Brian Rust is out week to week, mm-hmm. another first liner for them. And Malkin is coming back, but he's not close to being back, but he's with the team weird situation with that. But it, it is a penguins roster that is now again, starting to get more and more injury depleted, but luckily Sidney Crosby has been able to pick it up six game point streak, 11 points in those six games. So he's been able to do well. And and when you look at this matchup between the Penguins and the Habs, obviously, like you mentioned, six, nothing win for the Penguins at the bell center earlier in the season. And then, you know, a six to three win where the Penguins outplayed the Habs yet still lost six to three, mm-hmm. but Jake Allen just absolutely stood on his head. So that could happen again. I wouldn't doubt it at all because Jake Allen is just prone to going out there and saying, you know what? I'm going to be a Vezina caliber guy today, or it could be the exact opposite where the Penguins shell them again. I don't know. It's up in the air. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Uh, This season has really shown how important Jake Allen is to this team, Mm -hmm. but we have the blunders of like uh, Dominic Ducharme, who's putting like our best defenseman of the season, a, a young Alexander Romanov, uh, on like the third line, some nights he's on the first line. It's he's all over the place. He's trying to find something that works. He found something that works, but it didn't work good enough, I guess, to him. Um, so you, you see, like Josh Allen have like almost forty, you know, stops a night, and then we're still losing. Like the, I thought we were going to win the Tampa Bay game. Jake Allen was looking so good, mm-hmm. and uh, just crumbled around us. And yeah. I think what's unfortunate is is Allen was expected to play maybe 20 games this she this season. Um, he's at like 21, 22 now. You know, it's looking like it's going to be <laughs> yeah. his for a for a while. Carey mm-hmm. Price is starting to practice again, um, but kind of kind of like Gino, we're not we're not confident in his return just yet. It's going to be a little bit longer. But then there's ignorant media that's like could be a week. I'm like, not a shot. Like he just put the pads back on. Like, mm-hmm. well, let's not kid ourselves, you know, but I mean, I guess clickbait is clickbait, but it's just unfortunate because he's playing so well in the crease and it's just, we have, we just don't have the synergy in front of him anymore. Uh, talked to my good buddy last week, Michael of uh, we, the North podcast about the uh, integrity of Shea Weber and, and how, how 
hard it is to play without him. He was like a dynamic role, which Montreal fans shit on because he had a, a poor start to the season. But he's been he was unreal, and hopefully this isn't the last of him. Everyone this talks mm-hmm. that it's it's now just an injury that's going to lead to a long term IR until he retires. But um, you mentioned Sidney Crosby. Uh, mm-hmm. You said he's on a thirteen. He's got thirteen points or. Am I, am I, He's no, got 11 I'm points in 11 his last points. six games. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Crosby, another guy started off uh, out. I think he missed like the first 12 games of the of the season. But then, I mean, does Crosby comes back in and, and just finds a way to make it work? Um, I'm sure going into the season, though, there's a bit of uneasiness with, you know, uh, Gino and Crosby being out. Um, there are amazing guys on that team that can hold it together. But when you have a, a dynamic two like that, that's been the glue for this organization for uh, over 10 years. I'm sure that's a little unnerving going, going into the season like that. Yeah, no, there was a little bit of excitement on my part. I think I might have been the only person because I'm, I'm kind of a psychopath when I looked at it and I said, you know what? This is a good opportunity. What do we have behind them? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, a couple games into the season and Jeff Carter, who is normally our third line center is bumped up the first line center because those two guys are out. And then he goes on the COVID list and all of a sudden we're saying, Oh shit, yeah. Evan Rodriguez is our first <laughs> line center. This is not like, this is no bueno. And luckily we still thumped the the Maple Leafs in that game seven to one and then started getting people back. But no, uh, specifically Crosby being out, coming back from wrist surgery, playing in literally one game, not even a full 60 minutes playing in one game and then being out on the COVID list. And it, it, it was just, something that you looked at it, it, it was a bad movie for the Penguins. And all the meanwhile, Malkin being out. So luckily, like we mentioned, six-game point streak as of this recording, and, and he has been getting back to where we expect him to be. So good thing is we can look forward to him probably being at his game the rest of the season, which when you start the season without those two, like you mentioned, it does give you a little bit of pause about, okay, how good is this team going to be without these two? Right, absolutely. And then uh, tonight you guys have an uh, – Probably y'all's biggest games of the season is against Washington, just just for pure pride at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you guys are excited for that. Uh, should have started the episode saying we were going to talk about Ovi, um, but I couldn't do that. That's a hockey trolls thing. I'm sure you're going to get <laughs> lit up. You and Horowitz are probably going to have a, a long night with mm-hmm. just DMs and personal jests from hockey troll. Maybe not so much Polly Cupcakes. It seems like he's more just uh, – interested in the game whereas trolls is really big into fucking with everybody uh so i'm sure i'm sure it's just an exciting game for y'all it's a big rivalry it's like the nhl's iron bowl for college sports um i always tune into this game i'm a bit of a fence sitter i just like both teams i hated i hated the pens for two seasons you knocked out the sharks and then you knocked out um nashville so i was completely upset with y'all but uh <laughs> but things things worked out but now it's just back to being a fun a fun rivalry i'm not just sitting yeah i hope washington beats the wheels off the pens but <laughs> but it's the game i'm looking forward to tonight um i mean is there is there anything that you guys are a little nervous about going into that game i know it's a little off topic with this being a montreal podcast but yeah. i think this is one of the funner games to watch uh every year just because i mean these these Gino, uh, not Gino, but Gino's one of them. But but uh, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin has been like the story of our generation. So it's it's always fun to watch them. 
Yeah, it's interesting because this game is, or at least was at this point when you're listening to this, but this game was exclusively on ESPN Plus, which is blowing older Yinzers just out of the water. They're so mad that this is not available <laughs> on television and it's fun to watch because, you know, everybody has Hulu. It's going to be on Hulu, but mm-hmm. uh, no, the game itself is always, always must watch. I mean, I went to the first meeting between these two teams and the wow. Penguins got absolutely ran out of the building at Capital One Arena. They lost <laughs> six to one. I left early. I was like, I got, I'm beating traffic. It's DC traffic. Right. I'm not sitting in here watching that, watching the end of this massacre. I left a little early, which I mean, hockey troll will probably be on me for that little audio clip there, but no, it's a, <laughs> he'll find a, it too. You know, he will. Once, oh, I, yeah. once I post this and you're on it. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. He'll find that. He'll make it like his ringtone. Anytime I message him or something like that, that's just the kind of guy he is, but no, it's a, it's all in fun. It's a great rivalry covering the whole league. I've, I've, I mean, not just because I'm covering the whole league, but I've grown to respect Alex Ovechkin a lot more than I did when I was a, a punky little teenager. So you, you grow to respect the greatness, and it's fun to watch it, especially now when you look at both sides. I mean, the Capitals this year are an absolute wagon. I mean, yep. those guys, when they're also missing, like Mantha has been out. Oshie has missed a lot of the season. He's back, luckily. Mm-hmm. But Backstrom, similar to Malkin, has not played. Similar to Weber, has not played. Yet this team just continues to win and win and win on the back of really good depth out of nowhere. And of course, obviously the grade eight being what he is. No, you're absolutely right. And and I was kind of the same way uh, growing up. Uh, I was like, okay, Alex Ovechkin's cool. You know, I'm um, not really on the bandwagon until the first year I was, I was able to draft him. I got like the first overall pick. I picked him up and then it was just from that season on, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to ride the back of Alex Ovechkin. I've, I've become a super fan of him. Uh, same thing with Crosby, but I, I just think fantasy wise, Alex is, I oh, mean, yeah, the goals, you start you the season, the you know, first game, first game of the season, your chances of you getting a hat trick is, is super big. So, you know, you want to start off the season, right. But, um, but yeah, I hope the game's awesome tonight. Um, it is Hulu exclusive. Well, well, ESPN, which is awesome because I, I, I crumbled and bought the Disney, the Disney plus bundle oh, yeah. by Verizon last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been nothing but fun. I, I no longer have to find uh, pirated streams on the internet. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's the things yeah. I've, I've always had to do living in Louisiana, trying to watch this sport. It's it's yeah. not like <laughs> it's not like basketball. I can watch my terrible last team any day I want on local television, but <laughs> I can't catch any like hockey. You know, we, mm-hmm. it just doesn't exist down here. Yeah. But um, before we roll out, um. Your former goalie, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, was in Montreal the other night. He gets his 500th win, his 69th shutout. So everybody was, like, you know, blowing that up on Twitter. Uh, Sick, sick number, you know. (laughs) A little (laughs) Doug Glatt. Uh, a little things that shouldn't be mentioned on this podcast. But but a great number nonetheless. Um, I'm sure just, you know, just having him, he was the, you know, he was kind of like y'all's anchor for so long. Uh, you guys moved on from him. He helped y'all secure two Stanley Cups in this modern era, uh, along with Matt Murray, who I'd love to talk about in a second, just for a second, just a, <laughs> just a pinch. But um, I guess I guess my question is, how is like as a Pittsburgh fan, you know, to see Mark Andre Fleury like continue to to make it work? You know, it worked a lot better in Vegas. Chicago's a little bit of a a tougher start, but for him to still find success. No, no, it, it's I don't even think you have to be a Pittsburgh fan to understand how much 
Marc-Andre Fleury is universally loved around mm-hmm. the hockey world. Like there's always going to be a faction of people that are like, no, screw that guy. But at the same time, I don't think anybody has ever had the support of the NHL fan base as much as a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, he lights up a room, he lights up an arena whenever he Absolutely. goes into there. So seeing him get to 500, <laughs> third person do it, fastest person to 500 career victories wow it's it's absolutely outstanding then it just you know storybook to be able to do it in a shutout in his home province of quebec it's amazing to see it and honestly as a penguins fan as somebody who grew up literally 2003 they drafted him i was seven years old at the time and i was a huge penguins fan back then so seeing him as the first piece drafted mm-hmm. first overall was just and watching his career unfold up to this point it's special it's something where when you can say you've watched an all-time great's full career when he hits milestones like this or the Vezina last year, it feels a lot more special coming from somebody who he played in your market for however long, but it, it's just, it's great to see him find success. And anytime he does anything like the Vezina last year, or when he went to the finals with Vegas, you just have to smile because you know, it's peak flurry. It's great. And it's hard to, it's hard to not like that guy. He's got to be like the most liked person in the Has NHL, like not even just from like, you know, his accomplishment standpoints, but like the guy is just like you said earlier, like he can light up a room like this guy just has, he just exudes positive energy. Like mm-hmm. that dude's smile is like out of this world. Like he just looks like he's having the best time of his life every mm-hmm. day of his life. And that shit is infectious, you know? I- and the list of people that can get their name chanted in a positive aspect at the Bell Center <laughs> as a road as a road player yeah. has to be very minimal. Like on it has the, to be on a the very toughest small season we've had to date, uh, yeah. And and we're just there applauding a man, you know, whose roots are, are from here. Um, mm-hmm. Unreal. I was, you know, I I was looking at the Twitter feed and everybody's like, "Yeah, you think we could get a goal?" And then like it turned from like you know, there being a little bit of hope to people being like, no, fuck it. Let's just watch uh flurry get his, you know, 500th win. So, <laughs> so at least we had that from Montreal, just a, a man of Quebec, you know, gets yeah. his moment and our team continues to suck. But, uh, you know, before we roll out one more thing, uh, another, another former uh, goalie, the guy that you guys took over when the flurry move was made, you know, evident, but uh, Matt Murray, haven't really heard much about him. Uh, he's in Ottawa, but now he's he's been pushed down to the AHL. They're saying he'll be back up, but uh, kind of crazy to come from a guy who had uh, a terrific start to his career uh, to now be playing in uh, per NHL's uh, headliner, learning what it's like to be, <laughs> you know, like a uh, like a fall from grace esque um, mm-hmm. situation. It's I don't know how tough it is for you guys. You guys moved on. Y'all have uh, Tristan Jari and um, uh, Casey DeSmith. Uh, I haven't really followed them as much as I should have. They were amazing, like, what, like two years ago? Or was it one year ago when they were, like, both fantasy needs for for backup goalies? Uh, they were mm-hmm. just playing phenomenal. But uh, how crazy is it to see? Do you feel like you guys might have dodged a bullet moving on from Murray or – was it, do you think it's just his injury? Cause he is pretty injury prone. Like what, what do you think mm-hmm. this stems from? I, I have no idea. I mean, goaltending is voodoo. And if I yes. could say that I could explain it to you, I would be lying to myself and to all of you. So I'm not going to say that I understand <laughs> what's going on with Matt Murray. The Penguins definitely dodged a bullet because although case they're not, sorry, uh, Tristan Jari had a really bad, like putrid playoff last year. 
he's been one of the best goaltenders of this season. I mean, you've looked at his stretch the last three Mm -hmm. weeks. It's some of the best hockey we've seen from somebody between the pipes for the Penguins, probably in the Crosby era. This has been a really good stretch for him. But as far as Matt Murray is concerned, I mean, he goes up to Ottawa, gets the opportunity. Listen, you're, you're the number one guy. The team was not that good. And then last year, you see the team starting to get better, but he just continues to stay in the same spot. I talked to Shane of the Sens Hour earlier this season. They're like, yeah, we expect him to bounce back. And then you see the start that he gets, and then he gets sent down. It's it's something where you have to imagine that there is that level still there. There is the two-time Stanley Cup champion as a rookie talent still in there somewhere. It's just a matter of, can he unlock it? And is is that even possible? Will we see it ever again? That's a question mark. And if you're the Senators right now, you look at that, and you have other young goaltenders, and you're that's what they're saying. They're saying, you know what? We're not going to keep our young goaltenders behind a guy that right now is a head case. We've seen him be that good, but he just hasn't been able to put it together and hasn't been able to put it together consistently, which mm-hmm. has been the big issue. I mean, he's had a couple good starts for Ottawa the last two years, but the bulk majority have just been, you know, make your eyes bleed bad performances by Matt Murray. And it, it sucks to see because he is a guy that started so hot. I mean, this is a guy that, on his start, people are like, man, this, this kid is going to have a career. It's going to be great. Two Stanley Cups as a rookie eligible person, he's going to have a career. And then for only, what, three or four years later, for us to be saying, yeah, he got sent down and he might come back up for one of the most lowly teams in the NHL. It's it's mm-hmm. a really, really big fall from grace. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I, I love the way that you put that. But uh, just to think, like, this would be like, you know, it, it, it's far from Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. he's getting a chance if he if he could find his game again. Uh, Ottawa, Mason loves to say Ottawa's going to lose a lot of games, but it's going to be barn burners. They're going to score mm-hmm. goals because they do not have a problem with understanding that they need to let their youth play. And this is this is their time to get it. You know, they're going to suck mm-hmm. for a while. And then all of a sudden, like all of these guys who <laughs> who have played you know, way more games than they probably should have gotten on a, on a very depth team, you know, they're going to develop <laughs> quick. Um, this would be a great time for him to find, find that juice and, and try to ride the, this little, you know, this little bit of a bandwagon they got going there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. I think you guys are, uh, are doing pretty good with, with y'all's tandem. Uh, Tristan Jari, I wasn't able to draft him this year, but I had him last year and it was, you know, thank God, uh, the playoffs was not affecting, you know, yeah. my poor fantasy season last year, but he did hold me solid. So um, mm-hmm. kudos to him. But man, I just really want to, uh, I really want to thank you for coming on, Nick. Um, normally we give the the floor to the guests to, to kind of pitch whatever they want. You got two, you got two podcasts to pitch. I'm sure mm-hmm. you can, you have enough material to, to, to talk about and boast about, but uh, man, the floor is yours. And then after that, we'll take, I'll take us out. All right. Well, thank you for having me by you. It's a, it's a pleasure coming on the Habs nightly show for the first time. Obviously <laughs> we're two of the, I guess, I guess we can say we're the elder two of the elder podcasts on the network. One of the originals, I guess yeah. is another way to put it. Uh, so we've, we've been around a long time, obviously, and, and maybe we'll cross paths again on a after hours, which is just, it's crazy that that's getting revived. I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised it's allowed considering some of the stuff that happened previously. <laughs> and it, it is my fault. I, I will not say it's anybody else's fault, but mine, if you drink an entire bottle of pink Whitney on a live stream, you should expect the bad results that happened. But uh, no, as far as podcasting is concerned, tip of the iceberg, we cover the Pittsburgh Penguins, me and my co-host, Nick Horowat. Yes, two Nicks. Yes, it does get confusing, but we work it out sometimes. But uh, no, we had the radio voice of the Penguins, Josh Getzov, on the show last week. 
he was a great, great get for us. I mean, the guy is a fantastic human being and an absolute like stud when it comes to calling games. So uh, it was nice to have him on, get his insight on the team and some of the other stuff that's going on. And then this week we have Brian Metzer of the Penguins Radio Network. He'll be joining us. He's a good friend of the pod, has come on multiple times, and uh, he just he has a great time. We talk hockey, we talk music, we talk everything under the sun with Mets because he's that good of a guy and just that fun to talk to. Sometimes you don't even have to speak. He just goes, and it's it's enticing to listen to. So that's those, what's coming those up. Those are the fun episodes. Oh, yeah, where you can just sit back, say, <laughs> yeah. here's a question, and then just just relax and just think about, okay, what how am I going to edit this? What, what's going to go on with that? <laughs> Me as a producer, that's the, that's the best, so I could just sit and listen. But, uh, no, for Hockey Hotbed, we're just rolling along, hoping to get more interviews going forward. We might have Bayou on going forward. Uh, just been a been a re- interesting couple of months personally, so haven't been able to do too many guests yet, but that's definitely uh, the next step for the Hockey Hotbed. New episodes for that come out Tuesday and Friday, where we do, you know, three stars of the week every Friday. We do power rankings at the beginning of every month, so it's it's an interesting show, and uh, we're, we're gaining steam on that. We'll get some more guests on, but it's always fun to, to talk hockey, which is why I love doing it, and uh, I'm glad to have been able to come on and do it for Habs Nightly. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to get Horwat on one day, and we'll do we'll do a video, and I'll I'll just hold up like a Nick H sign and a Nick B, and we'll get <laughs> questions like that to where there's there's no butting heads as to because I know I will fuck up and be like Nick, and then both will respond, and I'll feel like an idiot. Uh, we're we're just gonna try to not cross the wires, you know. But uh, man, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank, thanks again, buddy. Thank you. We want to thank Nick Berlansky for coming on the show. Um, he's an original member of the THPN Network family. Um, please, if you're on Twitter, please give him a follow. Go listen to his podcast if you like. If you're a Pens fan, or you just want to learn about the rest of this, the rest of the the teams this season, uh, check out at Iceberg. That's P B U R G H, like Pittsburgh podcast, and at Hockey Hotbed Pod to find Nick's two podcasts um i think that was a pretty good interview folks but uh before we move on we have an ad read by our sponsors DraftKings. football fans i'm sure we all love an action-packed high-scoring nfl game but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl you'll be a winner once a single point scored New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on all the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, a $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, folks, we kind of went over the Chicago game with Nick moments ago, but um, <clears throat> that was a tough break in the in the Tampa Bay game. I know we kind of mentioned it, but uh, there was moments in that game where, I mean, obviously we were getting 
we just looked like we weren't going to win it, but uh, it was in our favor. I, I believe we were. <laughs> it was a two-one game. If only uh, Deno was able to to score on that empty net shot. Maybe you know we probably would have won it. But uh, Corey Perry uh, scores the goal. Obviously, I know you guys have seen it, but uh, it was really tough to watch. If only we still had Corey Perry, we probably could have locked that in. Um, it's just moments like that that elite you know, veteran mindset to get the game, to put the game back into a favorable hand. And then just two minutes, I think it was like two within two minutes, they scored two goals. I forgot who, who the final goal was, but um, just a tough look, a tough, it was just a fucking tough game. It was the first game against Tampa. Like we said a couple episodes ago uh, since the finals. And I know that was a, that was a hard game to lose. We were playing. So we were playing pretty good. But we went over Chicago. What a skull drag that was. Um, just just a poor effort. Um, it doesn't help, like we said earlier, when someone like Roman always been elite for us is is sitting on the third. But um, I don't even want to move. I don't even want to talk about that anymore. But let's move on to a game that we have a possibility of winning. It's the St. Louis uh, game coming up on, I believe it's Saturday. So it'll be done before before. Uh, You guys hear this episode, but this is uh, roughly just me trying to fill in a little bit of time. Uh, We're going up against another very injured team, just like us. I mean, we got folks like James Neal, who isn't the James Neal of the past, but uh, Clem Costin, uh, David Perron's out, Tyler Bozak, Justin Falk, Robert Thomas, who's been unreal if you have him in fantasy. He has been tough to sit, to watch sit at home. But the biggest thing is that there's two goalies, Jordan Biddington and Billy Huso are out. Uh, I'm not sure of the case on Billy Huso, but Jordan Biddington was was originally put out because of COVID protocol. I'm sure it's still the same. Uh, if you have him in fantasy like I do, uh, it used to say COVID-19 on it. Now it's just saying IR. So hopefully he'll he'll be back soon. Not soon enough for this game. But there is one name that who's got a chance to lace him up and get, get out there and, and the crease force for the blues and that's charlie lindgren a former montreal canadian so i'm sure lindgren i wouldn't say has has it has it out for us but it would be interesting to see charlie lindgren play against a a very beat up tired montreal team and see if charlie lincoln lindgren can put up the game of his life against jake allen hopefully who's just been playing unreal this season despite everything that's going on around him Uh, i think it's gonna be a tough game this is uh, unfortunately, this is our best shot at winning the game with with them losing so many people. They still have, the, you know, like the likes of Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Pavel Bushnevich, Barbashev, Tarasenko. They're all still healthy. But uh, someone like Robert Thomas being out of it, who has been basically their lifeline as of late. And Jordan Biddington, who has been a little rough as of late, but had an amazing start to the season, are both out. This team is stretched thin. If you go look at daily face off, they don't even have a uh, a left wing for the fourth line yet. So I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we're going to see a call up from somebody. But, folks, I think that's enough time of just me talking to myself. But I want to thank you all so much for listening. Thank Nick uh, for coming on again. Please follow him. Like I said, for his podcast, for uh, Tip of the Iceberg, go check out that logo. The logo is phenomenal. It's like a spin on like an iceberg and the I want to say the old 90s Pittsburgh look with the triangular looking penguin. Uh, it's just phenomenal. It's one of the best logos in, in our 
THPN family. Also, he's got Hockey Hotbed, which is uh, probably would be something more of y'all would be interested in because it just covers all of the NHL. But uh, thanks again, folks. This has been Habs Nightly. Please follow us at Habs Nightly on Twitter and Bayou Vendors on Twitter as well. Give us a five-star rating and review, please. I've rambled on long enough. We will talk to y'all again soon. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.